Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me in the latest Mortcast, part of the CSG and MHS Network. I'm, of course, your host, Jeff Morton. Okay, here we, we today's the day. Today is the day. Western Conference Finals begin. Um, and in the second half of this podcast, I'm going to talk about um, my prediction and the way I think the Lakers specifically are going to approach this uh, this playoff series because I think it is it is edifying to look at how they've played their previous two series without home court advantage and seeing how they approach it because it is all about one thing. And I will get to that in the second half. But uh, first, I kind of want to talk about everything that has been happening so far in the playoffs for the Denver Nuggets. This has been one of the more smooth playoffs in Nuggets history. Um knock on wood, they have been relatively healthy. Um, and I think that some of their approach to the last month of the season has been validated. I know a lot of us were were very upset with the way the Nuggets kind of handled it. I, I don't necessarily blame people for that. But uh, the Nuggets strategy of coming in and prioritizing their own health over absolutely everything probably has paid off in, in, in good ways. Um, beating the Timberwolves in five, beating the Suns in six. Both are com two completely different teams. And this Lakers team is completely different than the other two teams. Um, each present very unique challenges. Um, the previous two teams didn't have LeBron and AD. Um, and that is its own ecosystem of challenge. Um, this has been one of the weirdest uh, overall NBA playoffs I've seen in ages. Um, I, I would actually venture to say that um, bubble excluded, um, and maybe the year following, this is the most this is the most uh, bizarre playoffs, particularly in the Eastern Conference, um, that I've I've ever seen. Um, the Lakers being a seven seed, obviously, as as every Lakers fan will tell you, they're not your typical seven seed. Um, that is true. Uh, I can't get them struggling to beat the Minnesota Timberwolves out of my head, and that that particular game is very uh, informative 
for this for this series. Um, that game, the Lakers struggled um, with just uh, a cat out there, and it was a junky, um, just kind of. It was one of the worst played games I've ever seen in my life. I mean, we have seen we have seen badly played games in the history of the play-in. Uh, that was the worst. Um, neither team could get anything going. But one of the things the Timberwolves did is they just, that, that was part of their strategy, they junked everything up. Well, they were happen happening to play a team that was doing the same. So that is why that team is that that game was so awful. It really was just dreadful to watch. Um, and the Lakers played a part in the one of the reasons why this that game was so dreadful to watch. Um, the Lakers strategy, I'm going to get into into the second half, but the Nuggets strategy um, is is to me going to be simply do what you do. I don't think the Nuggets are a good deviating team. I don't think Malone is a deviating coach. I think the Nuggets, particularly when they came back for game uh, five in Denver against the Suns after they had lost two in Phoenix, I think what that showed you was the approach that the Nuggets are going to have this year in the playoffs, um, which is kind of a Malone thing is that all they did was double down on what they were doing before, essentially. Um, Peyton Watson didn't come in. There wasn't less minutes for Jeff Green. Um, things that we were kind of expecting to happen. And some of that has to do with the fact that the Nuggets were very aware, and you could tell this in hindsight, the Nuggets were very aware that they were better than the Phoenix Suns. And they knew that it was Herculean efforts from very particularly Devin Booker that uh, were allowed them to win two home games. And uh, this is another classic example of those of the series being final winning, you know, number of the series being closer than it actually was. The Nuggets, you could tell by the time they got home, were relaxed and very aware of what they needed to do. And to give Michael Malone credit, he identified that. Um, this particular series against the Lakers will be about Malone adjusting, um, because of the, what particularly with, with the challenges that the, the Lakers present to the Nuggets, um, their entire, the entire, the entire, entirety, excuse me, as I stumble over my words, the entirety of the Lakers approach centers around Anthony Davis, not LeBron, um, if AD can pack and protect the paint, everything else springs forth from there for the Lakers. They are a, a defensive team with uh, fits and starts of good offense. Um, and the Nuggets are more of a machine on offense. And uh, in that way, they're more similar to teams like uh, prime, maybe more prime Golden State Warriors, not the version of the Warriors that entered into the playoffs this year. Um, and in that way, it is kind of a, a going to be which strategy prevails. Like it always is in every Western Conference Finals. 
Um, and there is one thing I'm going to get to in the second half that I'll talk about is that if the Lakers don't do one thing, they will lose the series and it starts in game one. Um, and this is kind of why I am going to, I'm leaning towards a, a particular result here. Um, because I, I, knowing this Nuggets team, the way we do, and this, this, the approach that the Lakers are going to take is going to be hinged on one particular thing. Once again, second half of the podcast. Um, but leading up to this, the, the worst, the, 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 not the worst, but the, the defensive approach that worked the best on Jokic was in the first, basically the first two, three games of the, uh, of the series against the Timberwolves. And, it was something that the Lakers deployed in the bubble in 2020. The approach was to save Anthony Davis in 2020 from foul trouble guarding Jokic and uh, have Dwight Howard just foul the crap out of him because that, that, that the, the, the theory was if you challenge the refs to uh, call everything, they won't, right? So, especially at that time, this was pre-Jokic MVP and all this stuff, but that was the strategy, and Dwight Howard was successful. Um, the Lakers end up winning the series 4-1. And that is sort of the thinking that the Timberwolves had in, in the first series. And, and you could tell, I, I wasn't necessarily thinking that it was bothering Jokic, but the Nug it caused the Nuggets to do something else, um, even though the Nuggets won the first three games. It caused the Nuggets to adapt. And this is why I'm um, encouraged for the Nuggets going into this, is that Davis, if you make him guard every possession, it is particularly one-on-one, -on -one, it is going to cause some issues for the Lakers. The, the Lakers' strategy this year has been defense and fouls, um, particularly after the trade deadline. They want to draw as many fouls as possible, get your core players in foul trouble so that they can exploit the weaknesses in the second unit. So you have to go deep into your bench and things like that. It is, it is part of a strategy that is pretty sound to be quite honest with you. I mean, if, if you can get, take advantage of that many foul calls, um, do it. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and bemoan the fact that uh, these teams get favorable whistles. It is part of a deliberate strategy, and, and teams who employ a foul-heavy strategy generally get rewarded with foul shots, right? You see that in Philadelphia. Um, you you just, I mean, and leave it to a lesser extent, Giannis kind of did that too. Um, and you can call it whatever you want, but it is successful. And if it is successful, why don't you keep doing it? Um, the problem with this is on the other end, you're going to have to guard Jokic and you're going to have to commit to a strategy to make Jokic work and make him uncomfortable. The best chance the Lakers have of doing that is, is having Anthony Davis guard him as much as possible because he is by far their best defender. And um, second being Vando. Vando, uh, Jared Vanderbilt, has guarded Jokic in the past. Problem with that being Jokic, like with everything else, if you are smaller than him, he will break your spine. And the, the, the Laker who is 
trustworthy and, and I wouldn't say beefy enough, but the most trustworthy on defense is Anthony Davis. So the crux and the hinge point of whatever the Nuggets are going to do is going to be about the Jokic versus whatever interior uh, presence that these uh, that these the Lakers are going to deploy. Their strategy will be, we're going to force you to come away from the paint and hit three-point shots. And we don't believe that Jokic will hit three-point shots over a series. Essentially, that is what they are banking on, among other things. Um, and they feel, and I think there's obviously history dictates this. If Jokic is not at 100% effective, you can't stop him. But if he's not 100% effective, the Nuggets issues will kind of be like a chain reaction. Kind of like if one thing happens in a motor, everything else will kind of start falling apart. The biggest issue the Lakers have is that you're going to have to expose Anthony Davis to a lot of interior banging from Jokic. If I'm the Nuggets, I go right after Davis. And the Lakers could double, obviously doubling Jokic is a risk because of his passing. But if they feel like Davis is, is like if the Nuggets are going after the interior with Davis and banging down low with him over and over and over again, there will be that late double. They will try to switch Vanderbilt onto him. That there will be other ways. They may even try to get LeBron on on Jokic, which I don't necessarily think they want to do because LeBron doesn't want to do a certain thing. And we'll talk about that once again, second half of the podcast. Um, so the interesting thing about this is like the Lakers are different. The Lakers are different. They're not they are not the same teams, two teams that the Nuggets have played. They don't have the same strategy. They don't rely as much on three-point shots as other teams do. Um, the Nuggets, well, to be quite honest with you, they probably shoot more threes than the Phoenix Suns did, which was a different different story altogether. Um, I, I am interested to see that particular chess match, and I'm, I, I can see where the Nuggets have an advantage because... Jokic, if you are convinced that Jokic is is going to be neutralized by Anthony Davis, over time that is not going to be reliable because Jokic will just keep going at Davis, and Davis, uh, you don't want to expose him to fouls, rough play, anything like that. You you if you're the Lakers, you want to keep him floating. And what they did in 2020 was make him a rim protector. Essentially, they made they 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 made him float around, and they didn't, um, you know, they tried to get him to where he wasn't exposed to a bunch of Jokic offensive post possessions. Um, the difference between the Denver Nuggets and the in the 2020 playoffs and now is that there is no, the, Aaron Gordon is a it's more stout defender than uh, Jeremy Grant. Um, the, you have a, more mature Michael Porter Jr. You have a a better chemistry even than 2020 with Jamal Murray. Jamal really carried the Nuggets in that series against the against the Lakers, even though the Nuggets lost in five. A lot of that had to do with the way they were banging Jokic down low. Um, and they don't now. The Nuggets have more defenders like Bruce Brown, KCP. Um, and, you know, there is that going to be the strategy. Christian Brown is going to be out there. And sometimes 
wings using their fowls uh, is almost as effective as uh, setters using their fowls. And I think that will be a, a very key part of what the Nuggets do. But nine times out of ten, the Nuggets just need to do what they do, which is have guys hit knockdown shots. And now they've got a more mature Michael Porter Jr., uh, who I really do believe will be optimized in this series. Or not optimized, but he will be let loose in this series more than he has the previous two. Because you're going to have to either commit to LeBron guarding MPJ, which pulls him away from the paint, Vando guarding him, which pulls him away from the paint, or Austin Reeves, which, you know, like I don't think I don't think MPJ is worried about shooting over Austin Reeves. So these are things that the Lakers have to account for. MPJ, KCP hitting threes, um, Jamal Murray eventually hitting those tough shots like he did. Um, there are things that the Lakers have to think about that they didn't have to think about before. Um, and this is going to be part of this chess match. But second half of the podcast, I'm going to talk about the one thing the Nuggets be on the, need to be on the look for, out for and why this really is basically part of the uh, Lakers strategy uh, and it has been the entire playoffs. And it's not any secret, but when you think about it, it's pretty obvious. So we'll be talking about that right after the break. The Lakers want to win game one, period. What you have seen in these playoffs so far is a uh, the, the overriding thing the Lakers have tried to do is limit the energy expansion of LeBron James. They don't want LeBron to have to work every single game in the series. And if you notice against Memphis and against the Golden State Warriors, the Lakers put everything they could possibly put to winning game one, very specifically. And then in game two, in both games, LeBron basically coasted. Then they got back to L.A., and then he put the pedal to the metal at home where things are, you're not having to travel, all that stuff. It's, it is the, the very deliberate part of the Lakers strategy. They don't care if they lose game two. They haven't cared if they lost game five in these series where they have, uh, uh basically won game one. It is because in game five, LeBron coasts again. These are all part of this strategy to preserve LeBron from having to expend energy. And I'm 99.9% sure the Nuggets are aware of this. This isn't some big reveal. The Nuggets really, in, in their biggest obstacle is to prevent the Game 1 steal from the Lakers. Game 1 is where everything hinges because if you win game one what happens is the lakers have to go all out again to win game two in denver and even if they're successful they will have got lebron to the point where he has to expend energy in a way that he doesn't want to do this is all about game one their the lakers entire approach has been only have LeBron expend energy when he needs to. And which, you know, look, you're 38 years old. This is exactly the way you're going to approach things. 
at um and the Lakers are counting on them being good enough to win against an uh, a a relaxing team in game 1 in order for them to do their strategy of getting LeBron as much rest as possible. And like I said, it is a viable strategy. I mean, it's worked for them the first two rounds. Get that game one and everything, your entire plan comes into focus. Your entire plan comes into focus. Um, I don't necessarily believe that the Nuggets are the type of team that would fold uh, if they if the Lakers won game one. But I but I do think the Nuggets need to be aware of what the Lakers are trying to accomplish. Um, if you are aware that this, this Lakers team wants to do come hell or high water, win or win game one so they can rest LeBron, you make their life a living hell in game one. And that game one approach is going to dictate the rest of the series. Now, if the Nuggets say if the Nuggets win game one, the Lakers have to, have to win game two. Uh, I will be honest here, Not there's not a single team on the planet that wants to go down 0-2 with the Nuggets with a home court advantage. We've seen what happens. And there is not a... Uh, that's not a good approach for these teams. They want to win, at the very least, maybe game two. But with the Lakers wanting LeBron to not have to play real hard in game two and then go into game three and four in, in L.A., where LeBron can put on a show for the fans in L.A., um, that is what they want to do. They want to get to a point where LeBron has as much rest as possible going into games where they feel like they the, the Lakers can win. And the Nuggets, all they have to do is match the Lakers' energy in game one. And game one isn't necessarily going to be about strategy. Game one is going to be about effort and execution. That's it. Uh, because neither team is really aware of what the other team can do at this point. It is, it is very much... Sorry about there's a lawnmower going on in the background right now. But it's very much a situation where the Nuggets are aware of what the Lakers can do. And the Lakers are aware of what the Nuggets can do. And even though the Nuggets haven't played the Lakers post-trade, um, it is it is basically you have enough tape through the playoffs on these teams to know exactly how they're going to approach things. This is not about adjustments. Game one's about effort and execution. And if the Nuggets out effort and out execute the Lakers, this will be a situation where the Nuggets could come in and win both games, home games. And both, if the Nuggets win both home games, this series will be over in five. And my prediction is that the Nuggets, this will be Nuggets in five. Um, the Nuggets are the better team. They're the higher seed. There is no reason why the Denver Nuggets should not be winning this game. It is it is it is one hundred percent within the Nuggets capability to be able to win this series in five games because they are the number one seed for a reason. They are favored. They got the two time MVP on their team. Uh and this is this is now the Nuggets time to prove exactly what they can do in these playoffs. And to be quite honest with you, um I would be disappointed if the Nuggets don't come away from the first two home games uh, 2-0. I'd be very disappointed. 
Um, this may end up being a long series where the home teams win games. This could very, very well be that. But this Nuggets team knows the formula and they know exactly what to do, even though at this point it's very obvious what the Lakers intend to do. They want to steal game one and have LeBron coast in game two. And if the Nuggets are aware of the strategy, they do everything they can to to pull out all that stops in game one, get to game two, that is all inevitably going to be uh, another step up. But at this point, you want to make LeBron work as much as humanly possible in Denver. You don't want to let him and you don't want to make him have to, you don't want to make him have to, uh, uh, coast and come back to LA and just be able to be in, in the friendly confines of uh, whatever that arena is called right now and uh, do that. So Nuggets go up 2-0. They will win the series in, in five games. And that is what I'm predicting the Nuggets will do right now. Sorry, once again, sorry about the lawnmower in the background. All right. Well, thank you all for joining me in the latest Mortcast. I'm going to be back uh, after game, after the game tonight. So tomorrow with another episode. Goodbye. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.